podcast más chingón. Puras entrevistas machín. This episode is brought to you by Audible. Get your free download, your free audiobook now. It's all you got to do. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash what did he said and enjoy your book. Tell them Chingo sent you. Don't forget, we're coming to your city and we want to meet you. Tickets at chingobling.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the What Did He Said podcast. It's your boy Chingo Blingo with the Big Tamarindo. We have Marisol. Hello. That boy Rob. Hello, everyone. And today's special guest is none other than motherfucking life coach extraordinaire. Uh, uh, a whole bunch of things, man. Uh, but one of the things you do is a MMA striking coach yes, for sir. all kinds of people, and including the Beast. Yes. Representing that H. <laughs> always. Hashtag That's my what's balls up, man. Always. Man, finally... Uh, so if you've if you guys have heard the episodes where we where me and Marty sort of talk about going to get a little uh, mitt work and some uh, boxing coaching, Bob is the uh, the man we uh, we go and work with. So it's good to have you here, man. Thank you for having me, man. Thank you very much. It's actually our marriage counselor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Couples that train together, yeah. stay together, man, for sure. For and, sure. It makes sense to me. Absolutely. Bob's the kind of person where if you just like if you just want to talk, you can actually talk with him not to him like he'll he'll ping pong ideas with you and just like make you think about stuff i'm like all right you're like uh, mr miyagi that, yeah <laughs> that's kind of honestly man it's how you have to do it and you know like part of being a coach you know I've, I've said it before in interviews i wrote an article about it it's not just showing you how to fight or, or anything like that it, i have to be a, a father a, a physical coach a marriage counselor a grief counselor like you you have to be fully invested or vested yeah. in, your, in your people, mm-hmm. you know, because ultimately that's how everybody wins. And we all go through our stuff in life, for sure. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, it makes a ton of sense because even in, even on the comedy side, I always, you know, preach to uh, some of my co- comedian friends. Mm-hmm. Like basically like, um, you know, 80% of it is just keeping your personal life in order. Like just your, you know, your mental health or are you exercising? Um, do you meditate? Do you journal? Like little things like that to give you an edge over the competition because you need to be relaxed. You can't be playing two chess boards at the same time. Like I got, you know, uh, my relationship is crazy. You know, my home life mm-hmm. or uh, my finances or, or these other obstacles. And I got to go work on my material. I got to make time to hit the stage or whatever your craft is. So well, a- absolutely. It, what you're doing is no different than fighting or anything we do in our, in our life. And a lot of the times, especially like Derek, you know, getting ready for big fights. I've got several in the UFC now, um, whether the boxers, whatever. It's you got to get their head straight before mm. they fight, you know, and you, you just have mental. to yes yeah, whether whether mental. you have to talk them down which yeah. you have to do a lot or talk them up, up. it it you have to get their head in mm-hmm. in the, the the proper space proper space for sure yeah yeah uh, like when did you uh when did that light bulb go off when you're like wait a minute you know man grew, i grew up in boxing gyms and like old school mexican boxing gyms and they were rough dude and there was no there was tough love you know, if you could call it that, it was just, it was very hard, man. They push no, you, right? They challenge you and push man, you. Man, you're in there fighting every day. You have to be self-sufficient and a self-starter. So like now we have the luxury of we teach classes and blah, mm. blah, blah. We just talked about this, me and some of the coaches the other day. I'd get there as a kid. I'm, I'm running on my own, skipping rope on my own, shadow boxing on, on my own, getting wrapped on my own. I didn't get to hit mitts. You know, if I was lucky, I got to spar or, or whatever. But, but basically, man, it's, it's being, you know, 
uh, self-sufficient that, mm-hmm. that makes like us self-discipline, right? Exactly. That, that makes us successful. I think, man, for sure. But, uh, but yeah, man, now everybody, you guys have coaches that care. So my point is the light bulb went off when I literally like my first time I ever cornered somebody. And this was, I've cornered probably over a thousand fights, no exaggeration. Wow. So, and, and this was within, within 20 years. And the very first one, I remember I grew up with this guy. He's the one that got me into MMA and I saw the fear in his face. Mm. And dude, he knew more than I did at the time for mm. sure. But he needed that, that dad. Mm. He needed that, that big brother, that, mm. you know, that guidance. And I got in his head, man. It, but you know, it, it, that's when it went off. Literally the first time I ever did it. I'm like, okay. And I wasn't a fighter, man. I, I mean, I, I did some amateur boxing. I did some kickboxing smokers. But I just found my niche. I, I always tell everybody that I know my role. Yeah. You know, I'm not some badass fighter. I just, I'm a coach and I can bring it out of people. And you're effective. Yeah, yeah I try to be. I try you're effective. to effective. You know, you got champs, man. You know, you got Chingo Bling. Chingo know? Bling. <laughs> you, yes. First of all, Marisol's uh, head move bobbing and weep. Dude, hey, she's ridiculous. Just, <laughs> just, you know, that's why I watch my mouth around the house because she, she gets to doing this and I'm in, I'm in the corner right? and, you know, if I'm trying to go around the kitchen island, yes. you know, just, just her just her head faint alone <laughs> throws me Absolutely, off. Absolutely, dude. <laughs> when the first time I held for her, I'm like, oh my God, this girl knows what she's doing, man. Like a, a minute ago, I'm over here trying to make a beat and I'm like, hey, so you like this cumbia sample for Chingo de Mayo? <laughs> and she's just looking at her phone. Oh, yeah. And then I'm like, Sol. I'm like, maybe she has her headphones in. Sol. <laughs> and she's like, I, you didn't see my head nod? <laughs> <laughs> You're such a thing. Said, yeah, I don't like that sample. <laughs> Switch it up. That's she going like that. That's right. And even though I got that distance, you know how you taught me how to <laughs> yeah, measure distance? Yes. It's still because she's so... Absolutely, bro. She's the champion. It's, it's like it's like Tyson in the eighties. No right. socks. That's hey. right. My wife. She's the. We, I posted the video of our wedding. Our anniversary was I yesterday. Know. I was oh, dude. Dude. That was so dope. Somebody asked me who's the champ. Without a doubt, my wife's That's the champ. Oh man, champ. that was so. I couldn't wait to bring that up. Cool, man. That was man. Super cool, dude. It was it was her idea. You know, like you know, I was married before, and and she was married. No disrespect to our exes, but we did the traditional weddings and. Man, things just didn't obviously turn out the way we had all you know hoped for at that time of our lives. So we're in bed one night and we're just kind of talking, and she's like, you know, we're talking about possible ways to get married or something. We go somewhere. She's like, wouldn't it be crazy if we got married at Legacy, which is one of my best friends' shows. And uh, I'm like, give me five minutes. And in five minutes, he's like, hell yeah. And it was awesome, bro, because our rings were paid for. If you look at my shirt, I got sponsors. It's like a walkout shirt. Yeah, yeah. So our rings got paid for. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah, we were on on the news and... It, it, so there just, was a, there was a fight going on that same day. So before the fight, you guys were like the you guys were like the entertainment halftime. Yes, half-time. the, under, the yes. prelims. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna yeah. start having people get married at my shows. Hell yeah, dude! Oh, Hell, so funny. we we had already you know we were already established. We had everything we needed. You know we didn't want any gifts from anybody. Hey, buy a ticket to the fight. Come support us. And um, I, I mean I don't even know what we sold, man. But it was a crazy amount. So we got married before the fights. They wanted to do it during intermission. But because it was live TV, they were kind of concerned yeah, with, ta- yeah, with time yeah, constraints. Sure. Or that would have been great television. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. First of all, if I was a fighting promoter, I'd be looking for like, man, anybody want to get married yeah. in my ring? Dude, Dana White, I'm telling you, man, for our, our tenure... So in a couple of years, when we, I want to renew our vows. I want to do it in the UFC in the Yeah, Oh my God, sure. you have yeah. to invite us. Absol- yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Save so the date. You, you'll you'll be there standing with me, man. Yeah. Uh, we didn't have groomsmen and bridesmaids. We had cornermen and cornermen. Oh, uh, that's uh, so cool. Who fought that night? Pineda. Oh no shit. Yeah, he won the first uh, uh, featherweight title that night, man. And normally. I've had up to nine fighters on a card, especially for Legacy. Dude, I know. I had one that night. I'm like, dude, I gotta, 
I got to enjoy this night. He was actually my co-best man. You know, we started together, or he started with me from day one. We got all the way to the UFC, and, you know, it was, it was an amazing night, man. Amazing night. I it's, love the invitation, the wedding invitation. Oh, it was, it was, it was, so cool. it was crazy. Like, I'm a like, po- like a poster. Yeah, like it, a poster. it was. Oh, I didn't see it's, it. Uh, they did the whole wife, metaphor. Yeah, like the, uh, everything. Yeah. And like, dude, I was like, man, I know I got to get shirtless. I haven't been shirtless in a picture. I don't know. <laughs> I'm a fat old man. So I literally got in the sauna and I dropped like 15 pounds and half, like about just an hour and a half. Water? All water. So that's when my face is like just sunk in a little I'll bit. Worry. Yeah, I just pushed it all out. I waterloaded. I knew I was going to do it. I waterloaded before. And then I just pushed it all out in the sauna. So, so when you, sorry, I don't get too upset. So when you water load uh-huh. like that, <laughs> say you drink a gallon mm-hmm. and then you sweat it out in the sauna. Mm-hmm. What's, what if you're only sweating out a gallon? So you're back at zero. Oh, well, so the way the, the water load actually works, and I don't know if it's the same way for like. Competitors, like, we were just talking yeah. about this the other but day. But basically what, what we'll do with the fighters is, so each gallon of water is eight pounds. So. Uh, at times when you first start water loading it'll kind of mess with your head like oh my god I'm so, getting away. yes yeah, yeah. but no you're going to piss it right out or you're going to sweat it out for sure um, so basically it like I have three guys fighting next weekend and for their water load they'll start here at the end of the week uh, well tomorrow actually I think it'll be a gallon a day for two days a gallon and a half two gallons and then they taper down and then 24, 24 hours before uh, weigh-ins they completely deplete no food, no water. And no that nothing. could be dangerous if it's not done right. Absolutely, right? man. I mean, kidney failure, heart attacks. And you have to have somebody literally watching and, you. And, and that's what me and, me and uh, our other MMA coach, man, we, we, we baby him. We have to. Didn't somebody recently, to. like, die for a little bit? Homeboy, what was his name? Remember? What do you mean for a little dude, bit? Dude. He, he, they resuscitated. This, oh. this kid that I used to literally. train, oh, man, wow. uh, CJ Hancock. CJ, He's yeah. an amazing friend, amazing kid. It, it, it sucks for him because he uh, he's a big dude and he cuts to welterweight, you know, so 170. Mm. He walks... 215 yeah, like he's a dude. big dude so um he's got amazing jujitsu i think he might be a black belt now but he's a very high level ground but he doesn't really have a lot of wrestling and doesn't have a lot of striking and they always give him these dynamic strikers that they yeah. can defend takedowns so this poor guy fights some crazy dude so he got kicked in the heart Oof. and you know we, we're watching it and mm. uh, we're like in the front row and he goes down and of course like oh he's hurt he's hurt you know we just think it's you know Fight. it's he died and they were able they resuscitated and I don't want to lie but I think they resuscitated him twice in in the cage bro and then he passed or he died one more time in the ambulance Mm. and then I mean he's good thank God but I think the biggest factor obviously hitting the heart but the biggest factor was the depletion of water and not rehydrating properly so Um, he's already in there fragile yeah exactly and that's why you know a lot of guys that cut a lot of weight and you've seen this before they don't have the fluid around the brain to kind of cushion the brain when they get hit. So a guy that cuts a lot of weight, a lot of times you can just touch them and they're, 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 they're gone. They're starched, man. You know, so it's, it's a scary thing, man. You know, these fighters, that's what I, I love about them, bro. Fighters, whether it's boxing, kickboxing, MMA, Muay Thai, they're a different breed, man. And what they go through, and that's why I get so mad at some of these, these fans, you know, because like these guys can die in there. They have died yeah. in there. One of my friends died in there. Mm. It's just, it's what they do is... It's hard, man. So hard, for sure. Like when I first saw, when UFC kind of first kind of got big, remember, what was that? Is it Ultimate Fighter that was out first, right? That When they were like a... In the house or... Yeah, when yeah. they were in the house. And, and then it was like they had teams, right? Yes. And so my Uncle Marvin used to like to watch it. And so I remember I was watching, I was like, this is so raw. Why would anybody do this? Mm-hmm. I was like... I can't watch it. Savages. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, and then, Who's going to watch that? Right? Exactly. 
Cut to on ESPN. Cut to, <laughs> right. Cut to the actuality of how humans really are. Yeah, well, gladiators. It, it, it's funny that you say it is gladiatorial. And so people, you know, I appreciate really nice groundwork, jujitsu and wrestling and jujitsu defense and, and submissions. To me, it's art. It's beautiful. But to that, I guess the fan that doesn't train grounded, boo and blah, blah, blah. And in my head, I'm like, dude, you do that. Let's see how that works yeah. out for you. But at the same time, they don't want to see that. And that's what I'm getting at. They want to see not the knockout. It's the presence of death that turns people on. We're a bunch of morbid <laughs> individuals. Sure. It's, like, yeah, it's like NASCAR. Where, where's the crash yeah, going to happen? That's exactly what it is. Yeah. I don't want to bring it back to sapiens. <laughs> oh, but we're apes. We are. We absolutely it's are. A good book. It's a good yeah. book. We're apes. My degree, I don't know if you know this, is in biochemical, biophysical sciences, man, from, from U of H. So man, slow that down. I do. <laughs> bio gladiatorial. It's, it's, it's in biochem. So, okay. so, you know, I studied... The, the the body obviously that's over my pay grade on a brother. cellular chemical to... level but I did a lot of like Darwinian um, theory and evolutionary mm. theory and stuff and growing up Catholic a Mexican Catholic yeah. family and just being you know just inundated with this 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 yeah. and I, then I get to a point where I can think freely mm. and I start reading all this science you got like, out of your oh bubble oh my god yeah, yeah. It's, it's very interesting you were a legit scientist weren't you yeah I did yeah. it for 16 years yeah yeah, fucking wow. nuts. Now I, I wound up do I was doing environmental science. We were actually contracted through the EPA, so we did tox, uh, toxicity testing. So basically, anything going out into the environment, we basically checked to see if it was gonna hurt the environment or not. Oh, we yeah. try to save. We try to do our best. And Absolutely. it's hard because look, it's, yeah, you know, I know. Yeah. Like, the other day, his daughter Nikki was like, "No straws, Daddy's cutting back on straws." Daddy's cutting back on his straws yeah. intake. Well, a lot, a lot of people using the paper straws yeah. now, you know. And uh, oh, wait, paper straws? Yeah, I yeah. have paper straws, but it, it, they just kind of suck. They, they were, do. They were big in the seventies. Just the uh, sound, yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Is that when they were big? Literally. Yeah, so, I remember they'd give it with like my chocolate milk when I was like in elementary. And yeah, like, so, right. so basically, we're fucking over the trees. That's right. That's right. You know, but no, man. um but yeah, I agree with your whole, um, we, we are animals. It, yeah, and, you know, and I just, I bring it up because, like you said, I agree that people want that, uh, that danger. Mm-hmm. Just like even in hip-hop. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, this motherfucker's safe and predictable and corny. He's not going to get in a shootout. Mm-hmm. You know, versus like, this guy, someone might die. Yeah, it's true. And no, people absolutely. just get into it. They buy into the, you know, the whole, that rock and roll side of it, which... Yeah. You no, know, absolutely. That part's bad for business. Yeah, for sure. And like I said, I don't even think it's something that we, it, it's subconscious, you know? I don't think anybody's hoping to see somebody die. Yeah. But it's, it's just, <laughs> well, maybe, maybe not. Well. But it's, 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 in the, it's in the recesses of your mind, for sure. Have you seen Making a Murderer? <laughs> I have not. Oh, no. I haven't either, but I heard it was great. No, I haven't seen that. Yeah. No, some people were that evil, for sure. But, yeah. I mean, even think back to, like, the Aztecs and stuff like mm-hmm. that, uh, or even not even just the Aztecs. There was a whole bunch of cultures that used to, like, all right, we're going to sacrifice, uh, you know, 10, you know, we need mm-hmm. 10 chicks. Mm-hmm. We're going to sacrifice you today. Absolutely. How's your day going? Good. Line up. Cool. You ever yeah. been sacrificed before? No. <laughs> First time? Cool. It's good. You'll be all right. That's right. <laughs> First time. You're doing time. it for the, uh, you know, the greater for, good. Yeah. Or for one of the many gods. Yeah, for the, right. one of the sun gods or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Have you finished Sapiens? Well, I'm, I'm right now I'm on the religion chapter. It'll blow your fucking mind. Damn. I because because uh, it almost argues that when society was po- polytheism, when people believed in like uh, multi-gods, mul- a whole bunch of gods, um, he basically is making an argument that once we went to monotheism, 
that's when they add in the missionary part, which mm -hmm. is if, if Aztec tribe went and conquered another tribe, they just got into it, either enslaved them, killed them, whatever, uh, pillage and shit. But they didn't try to convert them. Mm -hmm. That wasn't part of it. It's mm -hmm. like, dude, I don't give a fuck who you believe in. Mm -hmm. But once it turned into, no, my way is the universal way mm -hmm. and you must. That's when things got real tricky. And basically, religion started being used as a tool by those in power. Absolutely. So that's when you saw a shift. When it went from polytheism to, uh, to monotheism. monotheism. Yeah. But it's interesting because it talks about how, um, how there were... As it made that gradual transition, it went into like the patron saints. So mm -hmm. like Ireland has a patron saint of whatever. Like mm -hmm. every country has a patron saint. We mm -hmm. have Virgen Guadalupe and mm -hmm. so on and so forth. There's like many uh, Mother Marys. Like every country has mm -hmm. their own sure. little yeah. version. Sure. Ours had to do with Juan Diego, uh, you know, Mexico. But um, long story short, they started sneakily through the side door. Like, oh, remember uh, Saint? Oh, remember this old pagan? Uh, poly, whatever this other mm -hmm. it's it's Saint Arnold or whoever like Saint, Saint somebody yeah. now yeah. and it's like slowly like oh this is who I pray to if I have a headache or a toothache <laughs> exactly yeah. that's right man when I we would gone to Chichen Itza and you know you talk about trying to basically people in power just kind of pushing their own beliefs or ideologies or religion you know on other people so of course the Spaniards are coming and they're going to go to con uh, conquer you know the, the, the Mayans. And Chichen Itza, man, like you see the head of like Kukulkan completely like burned. You yeah. see the, the 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 burn marks on it from when they're torching everything, mm -hmm. trying to get rid of all of these like false gods. And you know, it's very interesting, very sad, but like without a doubt, a part of of human history. So I have a tattoo. <laughs> Here's so um, so the what did I tell you the teacher. I can't really pronounce. She's Ticho, rusty like, on her. Uh, Ticho, Ticho Lacan, uh, Indians fought on my great grandmother's ranch. Mm -hmm. So when my great grandmother's uh, passed away, they removed the house. They removed a bunch of stuff. And um, when my mom was young, she had found half of this statue, which was like a little, like a little Indian person, right? Mm -hmm. But you could only see the bottom part. They removed the tree. They found the top part. So my mom took it to an anthropologist. Well. It's pretty cool because it was actually like a god that they prayed to. And so it has like really huge um, hole, like which meant that the, he was pretty high up there because mm -hmm. his holes on the, on the ring are, are pretty big or mm -hmm. his earrings or whatever. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I got it tattooed. My mom's like, we don't even know if it's a good god or a bad <laughs> god. And you got it tattooed. She's like, what were you thinking? But it was really cool because the anthropologist like broke it down to my mom and, you know, and um, it, like every every little detail that, that the Indian has. It was like, and it was funny when I went to go get it tattooed. The guy's like, "Let me buy this piece of artwork from you." I was like, "I can't." My mom doesn't even know I took it from her. It's like, oh I was God. like, I, she doesn't ancient. even know I took it. You better it. have that thing locked up. Somewhere. Where is it now? You yeah. know how many my years mom, ago? My mom has it. Oh man. Yeah, my mom has it, and she got it put. The anthropologist put it, and they had to put it back together carefully because my mom only had the bottom part. Wow. Right. So the top part was That's found nuts. underneath the tree, buried. When they removed the trees, wow. they cleared everything out. They like pieced it back together but the anthropologist did it my mom didn't do it because she was afraid that if she used glue oh, yeah. that she would fuck yeah. something that, up that's so, so fascinating to yeah me, man. that's amazing that's so the piece of paper amazing. that the anthropologist gave my mom it, it describes and tells you what everything is is and that's the piece of paper that the tattoo artist was oh, trying to buy wow. from me i said i can't my mom doesn't know. even know i took it from her like belongings wow. she's out of town i'm taking advantage <laughs> of it right now i gotta put it back exactly that's how like she a had movie. it yeah, yeah right. that's exactly that what movie. i thought man where'd you get a tattooed 
It's on my, like my hip area. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've actually thought about, believe it or not, going back to school to study physical anthropology. Yeah. My mom said so if she died, that's what she would, she would come back in as an anthropologist. I, like that's her thing. I, as a kid, I guess my introduction to like, like social sciences was probably like Indiana Jones. I mean, as a little boy, I'm fascinated with dinosaurs, so mm. paleontology. Then I see Indy and I'm, you know, you have anthropology and archaeology. And then when I was doing my, my degree plan, I had to do a couple of, it was a cultural anthropology, which was amazing. That's really cool too, and then, though. And then the physical anthropology, which is kind of more up my alley because of the, the sciences. But man, you know, and the gym stuff's working out and the fight stuff, but man, I, if I could, if I just had unlimited like funds, I would just go to school all the time yeah. and study whatever I want to study. Mm. Natural, so, just a, what do you call it? A born student. I, I'm just, just I yes. like to learn. I'm, I'm drawn, trying to find the word too. Yeah, there's a word for well, it. I have I a lot of useless studious. information. A nerd that could fight. Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, useless information. Aguacate. Do, oh, yeah? do you know where the word comes from? Aguacate, which means testicles. <laughs> because they they actually grow in pairs, so it's the Aztecs the oh, Aztecs wow. actually named them aguacate. That's what I'm gonna call them now, babe. You want to <laughs> slice a testicle? <laughs> so you want to slice this slice this nut? <laughs> so yeah, testicle salad. So I gave you some useless information. Oh, wow. yeah. it's actually pretty interesting. It's fascinating. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna cut that clip and use that to promote the episode. <laughs> That's the promo for this episode. <laughs> right. Aguacate. Aguacate. <laughs> Learn about yeah. aguacates. You know, it, it it's the T Y L. So you always think it's till, but it's it's it ends. I guess I think the pronunciation pronunciation yeah. ends with the T. Yeah. So yeah, it's Damn. pretty interesting. My mom's family. Um, has a lot of like the uh, Indian, I guess, like, uh, I don't really know which one it is. So I'm assuming if the Tishraklan fought on my great grandmother's ranch, mm-hmm. maybe that's, I don't really know. But her whole, my mom's features also are very box, like her mm. square. And my grandfather is to the higher mm-hmm. cheekbones, the the bigger face. Have and you checked your DNA, like tested your she DNA? She hasn't. My only, my, my aunt on my dad's side did. And they were, what did I uh, tell you? Like uh, Spanish, Spanish, and, and um, like Native American, yeah. like indigenous. Yeah, you know? yeah. And on my mom's side, there, there, it has to be because. Um, so my mom said the French came on my great on that ranch mm-hmm. where my family uh, has and uh, basically raped the women. So mm-hmm. a lot of my mom's family has. Some of them might have hollered at the women. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, yeah. It could have been gentlemen. I'm not gonna say my all mom of them. said, yeah, my mom said rape, so I, I don't know if that's true, you know. <laughs> I'm not going to say all yeah. of them was rape. Right. They might have like thought, well, if I let them have some, I get to go back. And so <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Some might have been, 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 been like, voulez-vous? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oui, 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 voulez-vous, oui, oui. Show you some wee wee. Yeah, <laughs> right. Aguacats. Aguacats. I did. I did my my, my DNA, and uh, that's. I wish I knew more about where I came. I think yeah. we all need to know more where we come from. For sure. At least our our our, our family. Yeah. But uh, dude, I'm so mixed up. I have so much. Have you done the 23? Have anybody? Uh, I, I, I I did that, man. I didn't I'm, do the 23. My aunt. My aunt's the only one that's ended on my I dad's actually, side. Me, I want to do my. I want my mom to do it. Yeah. It's it's to me it, it is really fascinating, man. Um. Is that the most accurate? Is that the it is. About it is. It, 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 it is. is. Oh, okay. Because I know there's another one, isn't it? Like you, you ancestry. Ha, you have ancestry. I think even though they do like the the, the swab or the spit, because this right. one I had a spit in you know in, mm-hmm. the, in this vial. But I think for theirs, it's more genealogy mm-hmm. that, that I think that they're they're focused on. Um, but uh, yeah, this one, dude, I was. I think my aunt actually sixty five percent European. Oh wow! And so that's thirty seven from Iberian Peninsula. Then it was French and German, Jewish, Italian, British and Irish, and then broadly Southern European. As far as Native American, Mexico, 24.2%. Um, 
And I tell Derek I am African American because I have some Moroccan blood in me as well. So <laughs> that's um, what my so it was like one percent Moroccan yeah. on my aunt. Everybody, side. that's yeah, mine. Everybody's yeah. gonna have that. Yeah. I mean, at least from South Africa. Because of Spain, Man, they there was a lot of but trade. Siberian, the, the Siberian was on my. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My grandfather. Yeah, because of, my that's grandfather. The, that's the the like. The Iberian uh, Peninsula. You know, Are you talking about Iberian? No, yes. no, no. That's that's Portugal, Spain right. area. So, so Siberia. Siberian. Yeah, that's yeah. so Russian, like, like European, Mongo- Eastern European. No, Mongolian, Mongolian. Asian. Oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha, which gotcha. crossed the Bering Strait and gotcha. then became Native American. Gotcha. Mm. So when it says like Native American Mexico, I looked into that, you know, and everybody just thinks Aztec, Aztec. Yeah, Aztec. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, there's like sixty different like indigenous people, yeah. you know. Yo, y'all it, are dropping it, knowledge bombs on the podcast. Today. Right? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's crazy, man. <laughs> But uh, no, man, we should all know a little bit more. We should. Yeah, yeah. I wish I knew more. I, my mom, I, I always ask her and she, it gets, my mom's like a nerd. She's a bookworm and mm-hmm. loves to read. And so she'll get into the, the See, whole. See, first her mom thought I was a player. <laughs> but then I started recommending books. I was like, Senora, I leído Sapiens. <laughs> and then she's like, no, I haven't heard of Sapiens. I was like, mira, te voy a decir. Because yeah. my mom immediately, mira, how did she go back? Mira, Pete, and el, da, 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 she starts going <laughs> on about the book. Right? Really? Like, she's a, wow. She can go. Sí, Pete. El oro. Querían el oro, Pete. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. hilarious. Los aztecas no les importaba tanto el oro. Yeah, it's hilarious. Pero like, los españoles vieron el oro, Pete. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. So she'll amazing. get into it. And so she, my mom so loves she is interested in. She loves yeah. it. It's her thing. And she, so, so I grew up Pentecostal, mm-hmm. right? And so... My father was the co-pastor of the church. My mom was the secretary of the church. Uh, life happens. Don't let the green hair fool you. <laughs> yeah. Life happens. My parents divorce, mm-hmm. which is like the biggest sin that can happen in a Pentecostal church, right? right? So, you know, for, for someone who grew up in going to church, literally every Sunday you didn't miss, you go to the morning service, evening service, it, it kind of like felt like, it was almost like brushing your teeth, you know? So I felt like something was missing in my life because my parents divorced when I was 16. So for all of my life, majority, you know, I was going That's to church. All you knew. Mm-hmm. That's all I knew. Exactly. So it was like, I kind of, I wanted to keep going to church. And, but every time I went, it was like, there was still no connection. Just as when I was young, mm-hmm. I, there was still no connection because I didn't understand why so many things were the way they were. Mm-hmm. And my parents basically said, well, you know, this is, this is how it is. True. You know, once my parents divorced, it was almost like they kind of became more open-minded, my mom more so, because my mom started really getting into, like, reading religion. And she was already, she, my mom studied basically what she believed in, mm-hmm. and so she was a teacher at, at church, right? Mm-hmm. And so then she, she, they divorced. She starts reading just about religion in general. And then one day I met her, I, I come over to see her, and she's like, so I was thinking we should try an Orthodox church. I said, What? Just like, yeah, I think I want to, I want to like see if Orthodox is my religion. She goes, do you want to come to church with me? And I was like, lady, you tried to tell me that there for all these years, there was only one way. <laughs> now you want me to change. Right. And, and, and then it was like, and we're aliens in case you didn't know we're aliens. I was like, mom. Yeah, that's the part. That's mom. the chapter. That was a perfect picture that's if you it, just look right? gazing. Mom. I said, mom, are you kidding me? And she was like, and you know, we're going to reincarnate. And she was like talking about this. I said, you can't expect for me to all of a sudden believe, you know, for me to believe everything you're saying. And it was weird because after my parents divorced, I kind of felt like, okay, I'm, 
there's somebody out there, I'm sure, yeah. you know. But it was just like, I feel like as long as you have a relationship, we're cool. You know what I'm saying? That's, That's kind of how, how it am, is, you know? know? Growing up, Mexican Catholic. Mm-hmm. It was mom's way, period. And I was there every Sunday. And, you know, you get baptized. You get your first, you know, Holy Communion. And then I guess about 17, you do a, a confirmation. So essentially, you're confirming your faith. To, I didn't to, make it that far. You, you're confirming to Catholicism. And I remember, like, having... A moral dilemma with it i'm like mom i love you i'm not ready for this i, I don't know that i want to be catholic my whole yeah you do you know so that was that was pretty much it and now i'll go to catholic church if i feel like it my wife and i will go to a non-denom church if we feel like it but for the last 25 years i also go to, to thai temple to the buddhist temple mm. and what's amazing about it man like there is zero judgment there. I literally talk to the monks. Like we, I mean, in Thailand, they tattoo me. The monks tattoo me in Thailand. Like we, we just talk. Mm-hmm. You know, they ask about your family. They ask, why do you coach? Why do your fighters fight? Like it's just, it's more of a, almost a therapy session. Mm. But religion, other than the, the ex- extreme religions or radical religions, they're all the same, man. It's just be good. Be as good as you can. Mm-hmm. Don't be bad. It, you know, things get a little twisted you know with with, with different religions but for the most part just be a good person Mm -hmm. you know so i definitely the older i get i just kind of like seeing what's what's out there but if you've never been to thai temple go with me on a sunday actually we eat some crazy good thai food i'm down i'm double down now and (laughs) dude you just talk it's so much fun man it doesn't is that did you get that from i I got this isn't from thailand um the 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 monks do it there the tattoo in, in thailand i don't know if you ever saw it on my social media but i had my chest done i had my back done it's called sakyant it's basically protective tattoos. A lot of Muay Thai fighters will get it. And uh, you give them a donation before you do it. They're, it's very ritualistic the way you have to get the tattoo done. But uh, I, I give them cash, obviously, in an envelope, whatever I feel that I need to give them. Then you also give them a pack of menthol cigarettes and flowers because they, they have it at stores locally that they'll sell to help upkeep the temple. Uh. And uh, then... If you look at my tattoo, like underneath, it's not Thai script. It's not uh, English. You can only equate it to like musical notes because mm-hmm. he does a chant when he puts his white magic on the tattoo. Mm-hmm. He does a chant. And you have to follow these 10 rules for it to stay good, to protect you. And there are no, be good to your, like to your parents. Do not kill people. You know, it's 10 commandments, yeah. man. I mean, I mean, almost... I mean, very similar. There was one that I'm like, okay, no alcohol. Well, okay, it's not going to work then because I'm going to drink some alcohol. And then uh, no gourd fruits. So no watermelon. No, I'm like, okay, well, I'm out for I wonder sure. why. I don't know. I don't know. But, dude, I'm telling you guys would it's a, love it, it. Their religion is really a, based a lot about Zen and meditation and, it's, right? It, and, it, like, it really, one with yourself it's, it's and being, kind of Exactly. And, you know, Buddha wasn't a, a god. Buddha was just a person that... It taught things it taught yeah. it's philosophy and uh they're all about like i said being good being one uh big on reincarnation and you know i i always say you know karma is going to get you whether you believe in the universe or karma or god whatever you believe in it is a scientific principle like a physical law you know for every action there's an equal and opposite reaction there's no reason that that doesn't exist in like a spiritual realm. It, it just can't be a physical thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm younger, I'm a kid, I'm an ass, and I'm doing bad things. Guess what? It, I, I got bad stuff happened to me. Mm-hmm. The moment I hit my mid-20s and I'm a dad and things start changing, I start doing good for other people and stop just thinking about myself. And 
man, it's just been blessing after blessing. Yeah. So, so in Buddhism, do they talk a lot about like detaching from ego or detaching from wanting, Absolutely. desiring? Absolutely, things? man. That's for like unhappiness. Absolutely, that's exactly right, man. That's exactly right. Um, I have a book on it at my mom's house. Do yeah, yeah. I should definitely go with me. Definitely, I'm down. Yeah, I'm down. You know, too. you would love it. But like the ones in Thailand, just I mean, so beautiful. I'm I mean, down for that too. Let's I had, go. I, uh, a girlfriend of mine. Um, she used to always have the the bracelet yeah, version of the. Yeah. And I used to be like, "Will you bring me one from your temple?" I just liked them because they were so pretty. I'll, I'll bring you. Yeah, I'll bring I love. I have them. a bunch. I'll bring and you. And she's like, "Do you want it blessed or do you just want it just to want it?" Because <laughs> and I was like, "No, I want it blessed. Why would I just want it?" Yeah. She's like, "All right." Well, you're gonna like, need some menthol cigarettes. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I, I always have them blessed in the Muay Thai fighters. You always have them blessed before yeah. the fights as well. Um, it's a whole rit- ritual, right? It, it is, and that's what's beautiful about Muay Thai. It's not just fighting. It's uh, it's riddled in, in in Buddhism, some Hinduism. And, and rituals and customs and uh it's a beautiful thing but outside of thailand those rituals really aren't um i guess appreciated i remember going to muay thai fights years ago in california and there's a dance that muay thai fighters actually perform a ritual performed called the Y crew it means respect your teacher and the ram Y, which means uh, the boxer dance it's a dance they're reenacting certain stories or certain things and the crowd, boo, boo, oh, fight, yeah. fight. Oh, and I'm Americans like, dude, like this that. is their life, man. Like, that's where we're, as, as I think Americans in general, do we get so like, now, fight now. You know, they don't care about well, other people. Uh, you know, sometimes, or the history yeah. of history, it. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes it's ignorance, too, because yes, yes. that's what I've been trying to tell myself <laughs> lately about certain shit. It's mm-hmm. like, some people, man, they just don't know no better yeah. sometimes. But it is kind of an epidemic. And I don't want to say, like, sound like I'm picking on America or nothing yeah. like that. Oh, no. But, um, but if you do believe that your culture is the center of the universe, oh, yeah. you're going to be a little closed-minded. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, you're going to be closed-minded to, like, certain customs yeah. and things. But. And you would think we'd be a lot more, I guess, liberated that way. That's why we're so awesome. Because, I mean, because of the diversity that we have here and... You know, we don't have an American culture. We all have our own cultures that we kind of all bring together. And, you know, like I said, in, in some sort of utopia would be amazing. That I, I appreciate you and you and you. And it just doesn't work that way, man. Mm. So, hey, in your studies, how, what, start, what wall started breaking down when you were going to school for what you were going for, but mm-hmm. grew up the way you grew up? Uh, in regards to like, just like theology? Yeah, theology. Well, so let me tell you this. First of all, I graduated number 22 in my class out of like 600 people. And that's because wow. I just screwed off my... Uh, my senior year. So I got into AM, I got into Texas, I got into Baylor, I got in TCU. Um, my point is, is that St. Thomas gave me pretty much a full ride. I needed to do 26 more hours of theology. I'm like, hell no, I'm not going to do that because I had been going to Sunday school and, you know, like Catholic school. You're like burnt like, out on I was it? done, man. Mm. You know, so I had already, I guess to answer your question, kind of like I wanted to put Catholicism behind me and just kind of start do think for yourself because yeah. in Catholicism you don't think for yourself it's all sacramented and, it, and it's a beautiful thing but it, it is what it is and I'm 18 I'm going to, to school now and I'm like okay I got to start thinking and then uh, the first uh, evolutionary biology class that I did you know it was all Darwinian theory or whatever it just because I had numbers now you know it wasn't just theory I had like facts and you know and people can argue carbon dating this or blah 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 you know genetic different uh like differences is bs no you know so that really opened Mm. my eyes so honestly i I think we can have the best of both worlds i believe in in god i do you know um there has to be in in, at least i hope there's something bigger than us Mm -hmm. but i also believe in 
science. You know, right. it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's that duality. Hard. It's very hard, man. It's very hard. But you know, and if you're wrong about either one, you're fine. Yeah. Because if God's there, you're good. And if not, you just die and that's it. Yeah, that's you know? it. Funny story is when the first time I went to a Catholic church, I was staying in Florida with my aunt for the summer. I had never been. And so I go in. I'm already freaked out because there's all the statues or the saints that, you know, everybody kind of prays to and or whatever and so i just feel like the eyes are just looking and like next thing you know blood's just going to come out of them so i'm like freaked out about it and i'm like gosh why does this have to be here you know and so i'm like i come so in statues. it's like what is up with this, this you all know the symbolism right? yeah and so i was like okay so I, I sit down and so um again i'd never been to a catholic service none of that you know it doesn't run that way in a pentecostal church mm-hmm. right and so it's like neil stand up yeah. neil stand up and i was just like Oh my God. So I just stayed seated. And then my aunt turned around and said, what are you doing? And I was like, I mean, we're going to stand up in a minute. I was like, you know, what is going <laughs> on? You know? Neil anyway. Right? Yeah, yeah. I was like so annoyed with it. Yeah. And she's like, she just looks at me and I'm like, okay, well, let me do what she's t-. Then we sit down and I see my cousin coming down the aisle, the priest in front, boy cousin. my boy cousin holding like this big, uh, uh, cross and I'm like now I'm freaked out I'm like what is happening and then they get to the altar and my cousin is the boy that's like feeding the Eucharist or whatever yeah and then he, he wipes the mouth I was like <laughs> how old are you 11 oh, yeah. you know, how'd you say it like why is funny I said why is funny that's exactly what yeah. I said I said why is funny wiping the priest's mouth yeah. oh, and my man. aunt I never forget she was really disappointed and like basically called my mom and said I was you know, very disrespectful, disrespectful. Oh, and it's cool. but it's I had shock, I yeah. thought I'd never seen that Did in you my say church. You were yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like, you know, you really need to teach her about. You know, my mom's like, she's she does never she's never gone to a Catholic church. What yeah. do you expect? And then obviously I was staying there the whole summer, so then it just became normal to sure. see it. But then it, for for me the first time I was like, mm mm, yeah. he should not be feeding that to oh, no oh. no old older man sorry <laughs> or wiping his or wiping his, his little is, mouth that is a grown man he can wipe his own mouth That's for sure hilarious people uh, ask me where to get my calves from i say catholic church it's <laughs> <laughs> the only muscle i have it's always up and down it's funny do you uh, listen to sorry Shingo, do you listen to rogan a lot i don't you don't no. i don't he has a, a lot of evolutionary biologists on there uh-huh. from time to time and i just i was wondering if you listen to anyone oh no i i don't man i you know joe is awesome at what he does and, i mean there's some things where i'll catch bits and pieces but mm-hmm. You know, I hear enough of UFC stuff and I don't want to hear like <laughs> any more. Like I just, you know, yeah. I, I love it when he has like Neil. DeGrasse uh, Tyson. Yeah, on. Yeah, you know, yeah. I will listen. That dude's yeah. ridiculous. He's amazing. So uh, not to jump around subjects too much, but um, could you give us some examples of like, let's say Rob is about to perform or fight or has like he's under a stressful situation. Mm-hmm. Or what's a good pre-show ritual, pre-fight ritual? You know, every fighter or every person is going to be different. Um, like Derek Lewis, for example, I don't say a word to him because like, he. I, I basically tell him go to your bad place, and he does. Uh-huh. And then I, I we don't speak. I, I give him like a hug and a kiss before he gets in the cage. I say I love you, buddy, and you know I got you. You can go do this. But I would really just have to gauge, you know, how how his demeanor is. I look in his eyes, you know, and you can see in the eyes the fear. You see that anxiety, but it's about being positive. It's so about the, picturing the victory. So if you tell somebody like, like, hey, Chingo, get angry, mm-hmm. or hey, Derek, go to a bad place, mm-hmm. what's, what's the psychology behind that? Like, they perform better? Somebody like Derek does. He does perform better, and, and that's not the norm because 
you're fighting for me. I'm going to try to make you as technical of a fighter as I can. And I don't want you to fight emotionally because a lot of times you're going to lose mm. that technical prowess, right? Mm-hmm. And that could be like your biggest it, it advantage. Derek uh, is, is he's a brawler. And the, the, more ang- the angrier he gets, the, the more pissed he gets, the more dangerous he is. And those heavyweight guys, man, it's, it's just one touch for either one of them. One touch and the fight, you know, is, is done. And all I know is if Derek can just touch that dude one time. Well, you know, I saw a clip you showed me in the gym mm-hmm. of a, <laughs> yeah. a troll, a mm-hmm. troll ass fan that was kept harassing him, saying like, "I'll get in the ring with you, motherfucker, mm-hmm. and I whoop your ass." And finally, I guess he signed a legal point for. Oh, him. I saw that one. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and they had like a crazy. little spar. Yeah, you saw that? You yeah. Is it on time. YouTube? Oh, no, nah. I didn't. I didn't put it out there just because, like, when I started out, like four rounds back in the day, yeah. dude, I fought people off the street all the time. My partner did. Pineda dude, did. Jeremy's they, a maniac. We would fight people because we were tr- nobody knew who we were, and this was many years ago you know and uh, we'd also green light guys guys that coming in from other gyms trying to act hard or trying to punk our guys or we'd green light them so like i would just say go get them beat them up you know but times have changed you know i I want my guys to be martial artists not knuckleheads you know not that not that we were knuckleheads but we kind of were you know we're just being fighters that was the real fight yeah yeah exactly We're, we're, we're being fighters and i want martial artists i want good people um so it's not something that we normally do but if you're going to poke that beast and keep poking that mm. beast, I was like, you know what, bro? Derek told him he was on Ariel's show. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, he got just sick of the hate. And he's like, man, if you think you could whoop my ass, get with me and my coach and come to the gym. Well, two guys showed up. One of them was just trying to be cool and just see how Derek felt. So Derek was, you know, light with him. He just wanted to, he's more of a fan and he was a cool dude. But this other guy was insistent on fighting Derek. Boy. And, and dude, he slept him, bro. He slept him. He, he just, Derek was just like slow, almost like a cobra is mm-hmm. about to strike. And he, I, I was just wondering what the hell he was thinking. And then you just see his leg out of nowhere, <laughs> his right leg out of nowhere goes up like a ballerina. Yeah. Like, shoo, pow, oh, yeah. And dude's like. <laughs> <laughs> he, dude, he was out for at least a minute, man. You and know? what did the camera lay? Was dude, that his wife? She, oh, her shit, exact words were like, real. oh, shit, or goddamn. It was his wife. Oh, that's And then right. the daughter was there in, in, as a, as in a husband. Oh, my God. They were laughing. They were laughing, yeah. Were laughing, yeah. And, in front of your whole family, bro. And then I'm like, bro, like. Then they got worried because I, I, his jaw was already kind of locking up. So I have to, I pull his mouthpiece oh. out. He's a, and he was fine. And then that fool gets up and, you know, it's like, what happened? I was like, well, he got head kicked. And he's like, well, I didn't know he can kick him. Like, well, you just kicked him. Like, he I kicked didn't him know first. he could yeah. kick. You know? oh, and he, didn't, he wasn't even humble about it. Like, no. And know. he's like, can I go again? I'm like, buddy. That's the ego. No. You got to get out of here. Yeah. You know, like, I'm not trying to get anybody hurt. That's but the ego. That's what people don't get, man. That these guys, the, the, the lowest level UFC guy is a bad man. The lowest level amateur fighter is a bad man or woman. They're amazing. You know, that's why it drives me crazy. That guy sucks. Now, that guy will beat your ass. Um, I don't know. I'm just picking James Harden. James Harden sucks. No, he's amazing. That Astros pitcher sucks. No, he's amazing. They're the best at what mm-hmm. they do. And that's why you're watching it from the stands or at home. Right. And you have your own job and your own career that I'm sure that they can't do. Everybody thinks it's easy to... It's so hard. Or, oh, if I were them, I would have right. done... Yeah. yeah. I mean, nah. I, Canelo, use a jab, use a jab. Yeah. Like, yeah. I would have jabbed him. No, you wouldn't have. Yeah. Mexican style. Yeah. Mexican <laughs> style, Canelo. Yeah. Since we're on Derek, uh, who, who did he fight before DC? Was it Volkov? Uh, it was Volkov. That was the 11 second knockout. Right, yeah. right towards the very end of yes. the fight, right? Yes. What did you tell him? Because he was, he was losing that entire Dude, fight. Dude, that actually went kind of like viral uh, yeah I, I didn't realize it man uh one of my friends from nbc sports she's like dude you were all over the place so as a coach sometimes i'm going to give you technical advice technical advice technical advice but with Derek, i try to 
to motivate him, yeah. right? So basically, I flat out said, we're, we're down two rounds, okay? Um, it's kill or be killed at this point. You or him. As cheesy as that sounds, it's kill or be killed. I'm like, and then I told him that he needed to close that gap. You know, he needed to move the head a little bit, close the gap, and just... Oh, I was, I'm getting excited. Yeah, like I yeah. can just imagine. Look it. up like, the YouTube oh clip if you've never I'll, seen I'll it. I'll pull it up in a sec, and and then um, and I'm, I've just basically said, let's get in his face, let's knock him out, and let's finish this fight. And um, man, it just thank God it, it it worked. And with 11 seconds left, and we're losing that fight, we're losing that fight bad, seconds. dude. There's never been a significant strike differential that was that big. Derek, I think, had 11 or 12 significant strikes to Volkov's like 160 yeah. something, and Derek just. He, he starts the man. It was so The beautiful. commentators were like, Volkov just needs to stay away, and he moves oh, in. Oh, dude, Volkov he traded He moved in a, right at the time they said stay away, and Derek just hits him with that overhand. And, Volkov traded wow. a knee right. for Derek's right hand. You don't ever trade. You don't trade anything for Derek Lewis's right hand. So basically my point is Volkov thought he'd be cool, like I'm going to knee him. No. Derek was just able to, to put his lights out. And, dude, we'll meet Derek tomorrow, man. He, we talked about you today. When I say that guy's my family, dude, I mean, he is absolutely my family. One of the most genuine guys you'll ever meet. Um, he'll do anything for the people he loves. Now, his circle, dude, I'm one of maybe three people, four people that knows where he lives for the last couple of houses. And that's just, a, he's got trust issues. You know, he's got a history. He's got people that have done him dirty. So without a doubt, we know that we've got each other's, mm. each other's back. Yeah. And I, I love all of my fighters, everyone, but... There's some, just like your kids, you, know, you got favorites, you know, um, dude, like, that's why I get so mad, you know, if somebody talks crap about Derek, like, I know they don't get it, but at the same time, like, man, who, who do you think you are to talk about this guy? There's about maybe three people in the world that could whoop Derek Lewis's ass. I really want you to think about that versus a regular guy goes to a taqueria at two in the morning. There's 30 guys in there that can whoop your ass. You know, we're talking maybe three guys in the whole world that can, that can be Derek Lewis, man. So the uh, positive mental attitude, mm -hmm. uh, you've told me that before, like that's part of your, you know, yeah. your coaching toolkit. Uh, how'd you come up with that? How does that work? Man, I remember hearing the, the, the phrase like years ago, um, but it's just really like, I need you to picture, like even with your comedy, you need to visualize that you're going to go out there and kill it. Mm -hmm. And to me, there's so much to be said about positive thinking. I, and I, I firmly believe that, man. I can be a negative guy sometimes as we all can. I'm human, but for the most part, I try to be as positive with everybody and positive with myself. So, dude, I need you to go out there, Chingo. I need you to kill it. I need you to go kill that show. Yeah. It's no different with a fight, man. I need you to picture how you're going to win. Literally, if you want to you know, sub the guy, sub him. If you want to knock him out, I need you to picture it. I want you to picture your hand getting raised. You know, and the last week of camp, after I, like, they do their rounds, so like the guy's fighting next week, after every round they finish this week, they raise their hand. I know it seems silly, but they're walking around the gym like this because they're Drill getting it. prepared to win. You know, if we lose, we lose, but no, they're going to have to they're going to have to really beat you for you to lose this yeah. fight. And so it's just, dude, like anything in our life, man. Fighting is, fighting is a metaphor for life. It's no different, bro. Yeah. It's no different. Speaking of all this, and just because I, 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 I'm a Ronda Rousey fan, mm -hmm. do you think that hers was actually, she really did have an ego, or do you think that she just did it for, to, 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 you know, to sell the fight? I was around her several times, and I never spoke with her, and i could care less if I ever spoke with her. She, she was, was not, a, not a friendly person. You know, I think 
she's an amazing athlete, amazing athlete. And as much as I'm not a fan of hers, mm-hmm. I my heart went out to her so much because she's killing everybody. And oh, you're the best, and you're this and this. And then she loses a couple, and people were literally kill yourself. Yeah. And she became suicidal, man. Wow. You know, and and that's what's so messed up. She's a human being. You know, yes, she's there for entertainment, whatever. She, but she fighters i think the humanity's taken out of that profession mm-hmm. obviously a lot even though they're, they're getting in they're fighting their moms and their dads and you know they're, they're somebody's kids you know that dude it's horrible sometimes so with her man it, she was every time i saw She's her she talking. had she had that face uh, on see because my whole thing when she fought uh holly Holm, i just kind of felt like uh the skills that holly Holm came with oh, i don't think ronda holly ever had them hands yeah mm-hmm. holly i don't think ronda had ever trained for somebody like her yeah. and so I would watch, you know, her, the videos that they post on YouTube as she prepped to, mm-hmm. to fight and not ever did. The, it was always groundwork, mm-hmm. groundwork, mm-hmm. groundwork. And I was like, who, Rhonda? Rhonda. Yeah. And I was like, do, do y'all your know, strength. do That's y'all not know that Holly was a boxer, bro? A like legit, a winner. Yes, like, come legit. on. Like, you ain't you don't, seen them hands? Like, oh, you yeah. don't start on the ground. Yes, so yeah. why are you focused? This is already Rhonda's strength. Mm-hmm. So why not? She go, should be boxing it, exactly, every day. Exactly. Yes. It should be on her and weakness. And that's what you do. That's exactly what weakness. you do. Yes. And, and I was, Holly's the sweetest girl, too. Just uh, Holly so was you know. uh, She's and amazing. I, I was a fan of her anyways, yeah. right? Preacher's so for, daughter. Yeah, so, yeah, right? So for me, it was like two of the girls that I really liked, yes. you know? So I was like... I didn't really care who won, but I knew that whoever won, it was going to be well-deserved. Yeah. And when Holly won, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was That's her, right. her fight, That's 100%. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? I remember so, seeing her in Legacy, and then when she got signed, I was like, oh, oh the the yeah, yeah, dude. dude. And she's honestly, dude, so sweet, man. Um, and, and she's just, she's amazing. She's Disciplined amazing. like a motherfucker. Absolutely. You know, I think she was a <laughs> soccer player before... She started boxing. I think she was maybe a collegiate. So she got them, them, them feet she and them hands. legs. Yeah, yes. them legs. Let me see. Maybe you can. Which one are you pulling up? Is that the? Uh, this is it. Derek fight. Yeah, it's a Derek fight. So Chingun might still here, watching the fight for the first time. We're gonna let it play again because <laughs> I want to hear what he said. I actually got chills. <laughs> yeah. I did too. Yeah. You were telling me. I was like, oh. yeah. And you got him with 11 seconds left. That, that's what I tell myself in the mirror on a Monday. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Monday been talking shit all weekend. Hell yeah. Hell <laughs> yeah. Close the distance, get in his face. That's right. That's right. Was yeah. that from the broadcast or did somebody record that? Uh, I think somebody actually recorded no. it from oh, TV cool. and, you know. Whenever, it's just silly because it's not even, but it is kind of the same because he does have to prep. I, right before he come, he goes on, you know, I just kind of give him little reminders. Like, I'll tell him, like, you're the man. Do the shit. Do the shit. Yes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yes. I do do all that. You know what I'm saying? I think Kill it's it, you know. Yeah, I think it's very important, too, because you need that support, you know, and that and you know that someone's watching For the sure. audience who, even if, even <laughs> if everybody out of the audience doesn't laugh, 
that one person, you know, still cheered yeah. you on. And so that's your support. That's right. You Dude, know? I'd much rather get punched in the face than do what you do. To me, that's so much harder. <laughs> like, Dude, so know. for instance, I've been, in the, I've been on the road a few times now with the blings and in the green room. So every time still, I'm like, like you said, you don't say a word to Derek, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, like he's just being himself or whatever. But I know in, in your mind, there's got to be some things going on to get ready to go on stage and headline, right? Mm-hmm. So especially recently, like video recording everything behind the scenes. So I stay quiet. And I just kind of like acknowledge everything. But what's really going on in your head when you're fixing to go on stage? <clears throat> well, these days, I've been like headlining, headlining. So mm-hmm. I go on at the end. So I get to have those last few moments where the show is happening. I can really settle in. Because I got two other guys going up, you know, first uh, versus the way we were doing it like a year ago or something where it's like I'm going up like within the first 10 mm-hmm. minutes of the show. I'm already on stage. Um, so it, you're still a little rattled a little bit, mm-hmm. I, I feel, because it's like and I'm a little bit more like secure with my material, like more confident mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, been doing my homework, studying tape and all that, dissecting the tape. Um, but shit. I have my notes. I have my little notes, yeah. that my little checklist to, to answer your question better. And uh, PMA is one of them. Like that's positive awesome. mental that's attitude. Beautiful. That's what uh, Bob uh, taught me. And um, Do you watch any of the comics before to kind of get you in that, oh, yeah. that mindset? You yeah, know? sometimes. It just depends on like the layout of the, uh, if it's like a crazy old theater where you're like in a basement. Right. Because we do that for the fights. I, I like the guys to at least watch the first couple, kind of get their juices flowing, yeah, and, th- and then it's time to focus. Mm-hmm. But it kind of okay, I'm here to fight, you know. And I didn't know if you did the same thing. I'll be shadow boxing. Hell no, yeah, dude. No, I'm playing. Hell I, yeah. I should. I need to. Absolutely. That, I, I really should start uh, doing that. Uh, period. I don't really do it at all. Um, but uh, some of my notes, like telling myself, like be bold, make bold choices, like let Chingo play. Yes. Like uh, you have to really just um, manage the stress, manage the. Uh, uh, make a note of how relaxed do I feel? Mm-hmm. Like, did I, um, how was my day? Like, um, you know, how, how have I eaten today? Did we go to Whole Foods and stuff? Mm-hmm. Or did we eat some bullshit? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what else? How, you know, am I rested? You know, just going did in. Did you re- get to go to the gym? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. relaxed and focused. I could literally pull up. Let me just hold on. Go grab it. Y'all, y'all chat while I grab it. While he grabs his phone. No, I do want to get after this, your breakdown on Canelo or just your opinion on it coming up. For him in the Jacobs fight. Dude, so I, I don't even know anything about it. No? I, dude, I, I don't follow boxing really at all anymore other, unless it's our boxers. Yeah. Yeah, I really don't. I know that sounds horrible. I don't... I try not to watch even MMA anymore. Really? Yeah, like, I mean, that's all I do. Yeah, I mean, so I, I, I study the fights, obviously, to mm-hmm. get ready, but... Not as a casual fan anymore? Not, I, I can't be, what? man. I, it's so hard, dude. Yeah. And, and these the, the fight game's so hard and so dirty, man. It's just... When I'm not... I just want to be with my girl and, and, and the grandkids and our daughters. Like, I just... That makes sense. I just, man, don't get me wrong. I love a good fight. I appreciate it. And Canelo's a monster, but, like, I just... I can't speak intelligently yeah. on it. I mm. really can't. That's cool. Interesting. So, y'all saying Canelo's fighting a, a Uber driver or somebody else? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> basically. All right. So, basically, I have, like... This is a, a little reminders. Um, be original. Let Chingo be Chingo. Be bold. Play. Fun. Uh, gut visceral mm-hmm. like you got to have that passion like you're gonna go into a fight yeah like you got to have that little uh tightness in your stomach mm-hmm. uh authenticity imagination be present in the moment you know paint a picture let loose so basically like be loose in your body but mm-hmm. really tight in your mind uh you know be authentic dude um, i love those that you have notes man that, of that's course, amazing and of course pma that's, that's amazing 
That's but so uh, yeah, cool. I have to because I'll get in my head. That's like my little personality type where uh, I'll get anxious or I'll overthink. Yeah. Or I'll get and I can tell immediately. Mm-hmm. So so right now it's a little bit different because when he's on stage, he's he's going on last. But before the way we used to do it, it was, it was like Chingo was in between each comic. Mm-hmm. And so I already knew if he went on stage and he was doubting himself or if uh, he was maybe questioning that joke or whatever, immediately when he gets off, my first mm-hmm. text is what? What? Well, uh, what? How'd it go? When, what happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What happened? I hate getting those what happened. Yeah. Right. I said, what happened? Mm-hmm. You but, know, what's uh, wrong? Sure. But long story short, it's just a... Um, it's a it's a mental game. Everything mm-hmm. when it comes to anything you do, mm-hmm. that's another thing I always preach to my uh, my comedian friends is is basically like eighty percent of this shit is just keeping that garden in your mind uh, weeded, like mm-hmm. maintained, it's mm-hmm. so that you can be your best. And um, throughout my experience, like in the music days and stuff like that, um, I've been in a, a variety of situations to where I know the importance of making sure you're not going in overwhelmed because mm-hmm. back then it was a lot of other variables like the venues, you know, just different type of situations. Um, but in general, you know, confident, yeah. and, um, you know, a- attitude, energy, confidence. That's, that's beautiful. Uh, that's big for performance. Like, you know, that's what Rick taught me with yeah. the stand up. What yeah. about if you have a performance that you felt was subpar? Like, you know, we lose a fight and man, a big fight, man, I've shed some tears. It's, it's really hard. And it's heartbreaking, especially if you're, at a very high level, but the next day is a new day. So I, I guess my question is, do you, does it, does it bother you? Do you let it go? And you oh, t- t- it's not a knockout for me, baby. There you go. There you go. <laughs> no, a good we, right hand. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's going well. I mean, sometimes there's challenges. There's yeah. different, like, uh, you know, the joke joint was kind of a challenge. Uh, <laughs> so depending on what, you know, room yeah. and what you have going on. But one thing I do want to mention is that, um, one thing I'm, I'm, uh, um, I'm, what is it? I'll try to be aware of is if you get hit with a lot of weird curveball decisions mm-hmm. pr- just leading up to that's when the, that's when the focus really comes in because like you like somebody like myself is like I have no choice like I can't let this like we did a uh, Midland and some two random drunk dudes walk up on stage and I couldn't communicate with her in the sound booth because uh long no, I was her. in the front baby I was checking mm-hmm. in people. well you didn't have your phone Right. When them two dudes. Oh yeah, that's right. Because I, I left down. Are we starting that's on right. time? Mm-hmm. Are we not? So now I I go from focused performer to rattled mm-hmm. production person yes. trying to put out fires. Yes. Trying to be road manager and shit. You wow. Know? Stage wow. manager, road manager, and uh, the comics were because the way that situation was set up, like we were isolated. We we're up way up by the stage, and, mm-hmm. and they're just like, I was like, oh, the boat's sinking. The boat is sinking. Like wow. this is uh, this is already going off the tracks, fellas. And yes. Midnight's like, no, 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 man, the boat ain't sinking, Chingo. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard because uh, we were a little bit understaffed. One, you mm-hmm. know, what I'm saying as not us. Mm-hmm. The venue, the venue, the stuff we paid for, the stuff we paid, we got reimbursed because yeah, I complained yeah. about it, mm-hmm. right? But well, she good. <laughs> oh, my, my girl, same thing, man. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. She already got the letter typed <laughs> up. She just switched I don't the name. Say anything. <laughs> <laughs> this shit was subpar. You know, listen, I make sure everything that is, and, and Rob will tell you that oh, is yeah. Chingo Bling related. It needs to be one hundred percent to me. You have to be. He need to walk out here looking like a star. Like That's, I don't want no fuck ups. Like do not fuck up my baby show don't because run the light. That's beautiful. you right. will That's beautiful. hear it from me. Yes. And so I don't give a fuck who you are. <laughs> yes, You're not that. fucking up his show, and that. that's all there is to it. 100%. So that's you know, that's my that's my Dude, biggest she's thing. She's scaring me, dude. Like, yeah. Oh, the comedians—they already know. Did I run the light? Did yeah, I run the light? Yeah, you know, as soon as they're done, I'm 
you just like, them. Um, so, you know, I want them to respect him, respect, you know, what he's up there doing. You know what I'm saying? A, it's like, like she's dropping me off at school <laughs> with my lunch. And, she, and I'm holding her hand. <laughs> Billy so Madison awesome. over here. I want them to respect him. <laughs> sometimes I feel like. Money. That's why sometimes I don't want them to know, like, that. We're together because then it's like, oh, here's Ooh, the, the yeah, because yeah, here's the wife coming mm-hmm. to, you know, coming to defend. Mm-hmm. But I immediately make sure, mm-hmm. like, you know, you need to know if you didn't do something that, Absolutely. you know, didn't, didn't Dude, go. Well, shout out to the uh, the Arizona comedy clubs that we did, the Tempe Improv. Oh, and, yeah. And um, CB Live. They had the bottles of wine there. Casey. I was awesome. like, how do you know I like wine? My soul was like, I told him. And I said, Dude, do not take that. his lunch money. That's yeah. right. Uh, they listen to the podcast. It's on the writer. Yeah. It's on your writer. Yeah, I saw it writer. looked amazing there, man. The the photos that, that I saw, yeah. it looked like the crowd was great, man. Um, Thursday so, was a little light, but uh, yeah. Friday, Saturday. But even too. though it was it was light, it was uh, like in the rich area. It, 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 even though it was light, the whole atmosphere, everybody was so happy to to be there. It it wasn't like oh, there's there's only sixty people here. Oh, okay, yeah. it was like. Oh, That's there's awesome. 60 people here. If anything, 75. Uh, <laughs> I'd lean a little bit more towards That's 75. That's right. <laughs> but I, I, every time it's an intimate show like that, yeah. I it never fails that the feedback at the merch table when I'm there, it's mm-hmm. like, man, it's so badass. I feel like he was just talking to me. Yeah. Like, it's like, because it was just you. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's like, I feel like he was just talking to me. Like when we went did Goofies in uh, Canyon Lake, Every, that's everybody yeah, that was, was cool. like, that was everybody's thing was like, I feel like we went to Chingo's like house. And, it was you like know, we were, house. Yeah. yeah. It was that's like an awesome. awesome yeah. club. Well, like Waco, like myself, the first show I was on the road with them was a theater. 400 people sold out. People were still trying to get in after it was sold out. And then the next day, Canyon Lake, 100 people. They're both fun for their own reasons, but just I can see why. Like, you're literally standing in front of the person in the front row, you know? Yeah. It's pretty cool. Dude, I'm in freaking Wichita, and this guy's like, hey, you're friends with Chingo, huh? In Wichita. <laughs> uh-huh. And I'm like, yeah. And I guess you had done a show out there, or you were going to uh-huh. do a Wichita, Kansas, dude. I was like, man, I didn't know there were any Latinos out in Wichita. We're literally uh, everywhere. So if Latinos knew yeah. the uh, like the buying power and the say that we really have, yeah. um, you know, I mean, you know, you know what I just noticed no, is a big sure. market literally today for for Chingo Bling is Ohio. Really? Yeah. Uh, Toledo specifically? No, or? I think it was Dayton. 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 Wow. How'd you find that out? Uh, just you know some background stuff. Just Dude, that's awesome. As and stuff. I know we had the feds over here. Midwest tour, man. Yeah, because I don't think I've ever done that, right? Midwest. I've done t- t- Toledo. Yeah, oh, okay. a lot of Midwest. The a biggest Muay Thai tournament in the country is in Des Moines, Iowa, of all places. Oh wow! I think because it's centrally located, because we got a bunch of uh, Canadians that, that'll come down to to fight, but it's in Des Moines. You know what they call Des Moines? You know what the Mexicans call Des Moines? The ones that live there? What is it? Desmadres. <laughs> <laughs> like, welcome to Desmadres. Desmadres. <laughs> and and uh, one time I did a rap show there. I didn't get to perform because uh, like a fight broke out or some like crazy bullshit. And all the fans, I was like, dude, I'm sorry. I, I didn't even get a chance to do my freaking thing. They like shut it down. Fucking headache. And the fans are like, man, that's why we can never have nothing nice in Desmadres. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Shit, we need to go back. Yeah, I think they did. That's they, the, they stole my wig there one time, right? Yeah. Oh, that's where they stole the wig. The, the Mamala wig. How this drunk they? chick. Wow. A drunk yeah. chick went into the green room. Listen, she's she took everything from my bag, which if you would have thought she would have taken my bag, but she took her business checkbook. Remember, uh, the wig <laughs> and gum. I think she was mad because they were. She was uh, obnoxious. They were kicking her out. Yeah. Or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jeez, how yeah. dare they? It was crazy. So, uh, Bob, uh, Grito fe- uh, contest yeah. or Michelada contest? 
Man. Do, do, you, do you like michiladas? michiladas? I, I love michiladas. I appreciate the, the grito as well. Because you're going to be drinking a lot judging? of them. Which one are you judging? Whichever one which you one tell you, me to. Which, I, I don't, which I, one do you prefer I, to judge? I'm not going to lie. Probably the michilada. <laughs> so he'll be a michilada. Yeah. Yeah. Well, remember to take sips because we're anticipating a lot of contestants. Yeah, we were really? done. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll just I'll have my water and a couple of sips. I'll have the Uber ready to go. Yeah. So, Hell, yeah. So, man, a lot of people. Working really on a discount there. code for hotels. hotels. So, people, that way you guys don't have to go too far. If you, like, live in Katy, live in... Pearland, or you know, uh, all no, those. I, uh, I anticipate like San Antonio. No, no, no. Oh, I know that. I'm, I'm yeah. saying, but even for the locals, oh, you know what I'm saying. Okay. Just, it's not like a just a out of town yeah. or discount. It's for everybody, even if you know you're in town. Yeah. You we know, got we lift too, maybe. Hopefully, all our yeah. daughters are gone from the house, so we have four extra bedrooms now. So. I'll give good rates too. Yeah. Man, <laughs> Airbnb. Airbnb. There you go. There you go. Yeah. But man, I'm excited, bro. It's gonna be amazing. Need to get the whole yeah. gym there. No, dude, a lot of them are going. Nice. You must have done some bad stuff if you got all girls. <laughs> my mom, I, I, <laughs> I was a dog when I was a kid, and I remember my mother always saying that I was going to have nothing but girls, and God was going to punish me. Damn. All right, yeah. two hers, two yours, or all four yours? Two are mine, one is hers. Oh, you know, wow. Uh, the youngest, she's, she just moved out actually last week, and uh, but I've raised her since she was seven. You know, oh. she's like my, you know, she's, she's mine for yeah. sure. But, uh, and then two granddaughters, and one grandson. He's a little bad thing too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, uh, all girls. All wow. girls. And actually they call it the fighter's curse. If you look historically at fighters or even people that used to be active or whatever, nothing but girls. It's crazy. Yeah, Rogan's got three girls. It's crazy. I have two. <laughs> You're a fighter in a past <laughs> yes, life. Yes, that's right. That's right. I'll be fighting him jokes, baby. <laughs> dude, I'm telling I, I know people, this dude hits hard. You know what I'm saying? Tell about that right, you know, that's what my right shoulder. Oh, my that. God. Oh, what Bob, I'm not going to shut up you about have, it now. N- you don't we understand. Do you know who Crew Bob is? <laughs> awesome. So because he knows that I've done, like, boxing and, and you jiu-jitsu. You know what Crew stands for. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> I, like, can't have to come back from the gym or something, and I just, he goes, I said, oh, so how was your session today? He's like, it was good. And then we're like sitting there. He just kind of like real nice. Like, yeah, they said I have a really good right. <laughs> Dude, before this studio was built, we were doing, we call Studio B inside. Uh-huh. That was a running joke for a solid six weeks. Oh, like, dude. For six episodes. Yeah, and I'll, I'll right tell him, give me the two piece. Pop, pop. Give me the, yeah. the, the two Double piece. Jack. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, man. You know, I've the, been slacking, but we have a, a scheduled appointment tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, we're tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, and cool. like I said, Derek's d- going to do some... Um, He's got to do some signings up there tomorrow. So oh, we, cool. we talked about you today. So, you know, he just did his first acting gig. Oh, and I'm cool. like, you got to get with, with oh, Chino. Oh, yeah. He's on what show again? Uh, Black Lightning. Okay. He's cool. a villain. He's that's a cool. villain. So it's, yeah. I'm so happy for him, man. Yeah. And that's the thing, man. I want him to fight. If he wants to quit tomorrow, he could quit tomorrow. And I'd be okay with that. I just want him to be financially secure. Make sure. I mean, I want that strap, you know, yeah. you know, and within you know next year and a half two years be done and move on but he really so when he did the acting thing i'm like so what's up dude and he got taken care of you know it was it was a nice payday for him I'm like so what's up fighting or acting he's like oh acting for sure <laughs> and i'm like hell yeah man well, shit. Uh, is he familiar with what brendan Schaub has going on yes 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 he was actually he did a show with brandon yeah, not he too did long the, ago he did below the belt yeah and back in the day, they used to beef a lot. So really? it's actually really cool well, to see Because they're both them. heavyweights. Yeah, they're both oh. heavyweights. It all started in Colorado. Yeah. And uh, pre-UFC. And, but, I mean, dude, they're fighters. You know, they're going yeah. to talk. And, but, man, he had a great time on, on Shab's show. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, everything's cool. It's crazy that I went from thinking, why would anybody do that? To, like, 
loving it yeah. and like being like actually doing it. You yes. know what I'm saying? Yes. Like I couldn't believe it that I was like, yeah, you're blue belt, right? No, no, no. no. I didn't even, uh, no, no, okay. no. I didn't go yeah. long yeah. enough. I went enough to, I went enough to learn and yeah. like, you know, but fundamentals. yeah, fundamentals oh, yeah. definitely. But boxing, I did a lot longer than I did jujitsu. Jujitsu, I would jump in whenever I, I had time because I was still going to school at the time. So yes. it was like, okay, I have, you know, this time before I got to make it to class. Let me see if I can get in, get into class. But uh, for boxing, I did it for, let's see, a solid like five five years, no, you can six tell. years. Yeah, I did very, it for a little hot minute. Yeah. Damn, she, he, uh, Bob Thank looked you. at us. He's like, one of y'all has potential. <laughs> <laughs> She's ready to fight, man. <laughs> and, and Chingo, go bring her some beer. <laughs> That's right. No, man. It's, it's actually so cool, man. Like I tell people, like, man, leave him alone. Don't bother him. A lot of people don't even recognize that, you know, mm-hmm. that that's him. And then afterwards, they're like, hey, coach, is that him? Like, yeah. You know, but... You know, we've got the Rockets coming to the gym. Like, you know, Scarface trains mm. at the gym. Like, it's really cool, man. That's why I love being centrally located like that. Shout out to Main Street. And Main Street <laughs> Boxing and Muay Thai. But it's kind of one of those things like, you know, I want them to be able to go and train and have fun and relax and sweat and just chill and, and relax. When people have, and when people have asked for a picture, they always wait until after the session, yes. which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. Like, respectful. But by now, turn. I know a lot of them cats anyway. Yeah, yeah so man. It's just like, what's up? Yeah, they're it's really cool. cool. I mean, he's one of the, I mean, they're both, well, you're a female, but they're the, they're some of the, they're the guys, you know, yeah. they're part of the team, you know. For sure. Especially um, she put them cornrows in. Oh, yeah. She, she, she put the cornrows on, dude. It's on. Dude, her, I'm serious. Her head, <laughs> move, her head movement, uh, movement is very <laughs> natural, man. That's how she be getting me, Bob. Don't let me reach for the same box of cereal. That's <laughs> it. That's it, man. So what's my, the, oh, go ahead? You know, my grandfather was actually a boxer. That's how he made money for oh, like oh, for them beautiful. to for food and no, that's you know awesome. there wasn't like so that's kind of what he did. And then my dad did it for a little bit, but then he routed it to baseball. Well, it's in so your, it's in your yeah, blood. So. And both of them. I was a baseball player too. I yeah, love, I love it. Yeah. But speaking of family boxing, you brought up Canelo, and I couldn't really speak intelligently sure. on it. But my cousin and my godbrother, he was Canelo before Canelo. So if you look up Delio Palacios Jr., he's a ginger Mexican man, what? and uh, he fought. His last fight was here at Gillies, where they shot like Urban Cowboy Gillies Nightclub oh. in Pasadena. Uh, he fought Freddie Roach. That wow. was, and actually, if you look up Delio, he was 90 and four as an amateur. He's in the Pugilist Hall of Fame, 90 and four as an amateur. And he did well as a, as a pro. He is in, I think, the Dallas Fort Worth area. Now, but like we all come from, our family's from South Texas. So, um, you know, he was like the, the first big thing to, to come cool. out of our little town. But he's living the life now, man. But yeah, his, like, he was Canelo before Canelo. That's cool. <laughs> Baby Red is what they called him. Oh, Baby, wow. Baby, Baby Red. Red. Baby Red. Baby red. Baby red. Yeah. Do you guys have any big cards coming up for the gym? I know every time you guys stack so them. So I stack just them. Um, I was approached. I have three new UFC fighters that I'll be training. So I have Montana and Mark De La Rosa. They're, it's cool. a husband and wife. They're both in the UFC. Oh, that's cool. And they're babies, man. They're twenty four, wow. and they're, they're just amazing kids. They stayed with us with my wife and I a couple of weeks ago just so we can see if we'll be a good fit for each other. And they were just beautiful kids. And then so just I have for, them. for coaching? Or? I'll, I'll, be, I'll be doing their fight camps. You know, and they have a longtime coach, but they needed to add you sure. know, a little something different to the mix. And then another guy from the Dallas area, Kevin Holland, who just fought in Philly as yeah. well. He asked if I would start working with him too. So um, I can't announce Montana's fight yet, but she's got something coming up in June. Dope. Uh, Big Derek will be looking at October Regis, our WBC yeah. champ, he's oh, fighting yeah. a couple weeks. Uh, you know, it, dude, we just, we've already, we're almost at 50 fights since January 1 this year. We're almost like 50. So by the end of the year, we'll be well over 100 fights. And that's boxing, Muay Thai, uh, 
MMA and kickboxing. What about so, the local promotions? Like any look, Fury uh, we've or got, Cage Combat uh, coming up? The, uh, next Fury. So the next one in Humble will be May. And then June, uh, we go to Corpus. I love Corpus. That was me. I'm sorry. We go okay. to Corpus uh, next weekend. I got three guys fighting in Corpus. Group Bob's uh, gym has some of the most exciting fighters in Houston. Oh, like thank fucking you, hands brother. down. Vladimir, Max, thank all those you. guys. Jingle bling. <laughs> that right hand. That's right. That's funny. But no, man. Uh, and if my shoulder was better, hell yeah. Stay away from his right hand. That's right. We need to set up that Kevin Hart Chingo Bling uh, No, 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 no. No, oh, I, I, no, he's really, no, he's sparring. He's, he's starting to do boxing because he wants to learn it. I did see that. And yeah, I think Kevin that's Hart, amazing, yeah. man. Yeah. I think he's like, I'm not trying to be a fighter. I'm yeah. just trying to get in shape and, and me, say that I did it. And Me, on the other hand, I slept in today. There you go. Tomorrow <laughs> you we're going to get out of it. feeling well. So um, I know that during the All-Star break, I am going to train uh, Alex Bregman, Astros. Oh, that is. So um, that, that's going to be cool, Tra- man. Train him how? What do you mean? Like? Uh, just hold mitts for him and... I'm telling you, he's a huge MMA fan. And if he wasn't playing ball, I can just, you know, you can see it in people's eyes. Mm. Like, that cat would fight, you know, but he's a huge yeah, MMA fan. Yeah, for sure fan. play baseball, though. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for I def- sure get the guarantee. Definitely. I wish my parents would have done it for me, like, when well, I was like, little. Like yeah, like boxing, like well, jiu-jitsu, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Our little girl mm-hmm. has the athletic gene from mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I know she's going to be in something. Because she just, I saw, I caught her doing pull-ups. Like, she's in her walker. Dang. She's in a walker. She'll grab anything like a table, a chair. She'll grab onto some shit. She'll just go. Oh, and man. And the whole walker goes up. That's awesome. <laughs> and I'm like, are you seeing this? I'm thinking scholarship. Heck yeah, <laughs> man. Heck yeah. Strong. Yeah, I man. want her to be in, you know, something, she whether did. it be, uh, I mean, I still, I don't want her to be this butch or anything. Not <laughs> no. that there's anything wrong oh. with being a butch, but you know what I'm no, saying? Just, like, let her be athletic. I just want her to be athletic. And be happy, and, uh, yeah, you know? exactly. And with kids, if they stop loving it, pull them out. Yeah. Like, let them do well, what they want. You yeah. Know, I fun. know how to throw a punch. Actually, um, I want Mickey to get that, com- my 10 year old, to get that confidence mm-hmm. of her ha- knowing how to like properly, Throw a punch. I, I, you know, maybe not all out self defense or sure. whatever, just because of time. And no, stuff. absolutely. But just to be able to, maybe you. We should try to schedule that. Oh, I love uh, it, man. To mm-hmm. where you can almost show me how to hold them. I absolutely. Can hold for them. Really, actually, I can hold for all three of them. Actually, you know what, man? Uh, you know, maybe when we end training, to, are you going to train tomorrow yeah. as well? When we end training. You can hold for each other. Remember, how I, we had asked if you could Jeez, uh, order some stuff so that we can okay. take it on the on so the road. So you know with what? Us. We literally just are going to place an order today. Okay, I'll make sure that I get you. So you want the paddles, right? The paddles, right? Man? Sure. That's what we wanted. Yes. Yeah. I got them. I might actually have some at the gym, and if I have them there already, they're well, yours. Either way, I'll, I'll reimburse. Oh man, no, it's all good, man. It's all good. I like uh, some pads too for kicking because I like the the, the for sure the actual, well, for sure that you probably can't take on the road. Right. That's always hard when we yeah, travel. They're too, they are they're they, they take off. They take up a lot of room. But but the, but the hands. Da, 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 da. And yes. then in the backyard, we mm. can do the kicks. And and then with like the 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 paddles too, you can even hold like knees with them. You can't really you know mm. kick because you're kicking with a foot. You want to kick with the shin, but you can hit knees with them. You can hit elbows with them. I'll show you some okay. stuff. So we'll train for you guys. You know, obviously to work out and learn some stuff. But let's say maybe the last 10, 15 minutes, sure. I'll show you some basic stuff. Okay. You know, to to work. And it's um, mid holding is an art. Pad holding is an art, but. Uh, I'll show you how to do okay. it. Okay. Well, yeah, I know it, it's probably going to be pretty difficult, but... Uh, You'll get it. But I definitely want, like, the 10-year-old uh, as well to um, have that confidence of, like, hey, you know, if, if, and if, if you... Sh- Marisol shows her to Bob and we... Yeah. <laughs> Marisol used to tie a string in the backyard. She was just going up under like this. That's the best, man. That's the head movement. You know, this is speaking of, like, you know, your daughter defending herself. 
I maybe have her spar. Once we teach her some basics, have her spar a little headgear, very protected. Mm-hmm. But it's it's really just kind of more of a life lesson. Mm-hmm. I want her to know that she's gonna not break if she gets punched in the mm-hmm. face. You know, like I, I don't ever want that's her to exactly be scared. That's exactly what I want for the girls. I don't want them both to be scared. Them, you know? know, I mean, they're not gonna get hurt, but like, oh, I'm okay. You yeah. know, I can I can deal with adversity, or I can deal with. It, like I said, it's a metaphor for life, man. Yeah. You get punched in the that's face. That's what I want to teach you. Yeah. And be okay with that, dude. Like my fighters, we all have our limitations, but anybody that can get in a cage or a ring, oh my God, the rest of the world is mm. easy, man. If you if you want to do whatever you want to do, go do it. I agree. Because the, I always say this, and I'm sorry to ramble, but if we go out and something pops off, either it's fight or flight. Is Mighty Talk going to be there? Yeah, no, she won't be there. Just that. Hey, we good, have, we I good. Not, have I not told you though? Right? I said if some shit ever went down, I said it's going to be, we're going to jump. Oh yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's, going, we're, we it's both of us. Right. We it's jump not, somewhere. it's That's not, right. You're gonna get beat yeah. up. But just said, stand back to back yeah, and just exactly. go. Exactly. But it, it, if it pops off, it pops off. You don't have time to think about it. But that's what makes fighters different. That I was saying earlier. So say we're gonna fight for eight weeks. So we sign our contract, and generally fight camps two months. For eight weeks, I got to think about man. Is he training harder than me? Now I want to focus on me. Mm-hmm. Man, what's Chingo doing right now? I wonder what his game plan is. Blah blah blah. And am I training hard enough? Could I be doing more? Should I be doing less? Am I gonna make weight? And then you got to make weight. And then you got to show up the next day and fight. And that is a scary, scary thing. And that's why I do say, man, all these fighters from the lowest level to the highest deserve respect because regular people can't do what they do. You know, and not just physically heart. Mm-hmm. It's, it, that is, it, it's a scary, scary thing, man. What scary time is your session tomorrow? 9.30. You should come by. That, well, I want to film. Come on. Get behind the scenes stuff. Oh, yeah. That'd be kind if of If y'all want. I don't well, want to you, throw You got to do like the, the, the sauce special effect yeah. when, he, yeah. when he hits that. <laughs> he did a little. Put some um, bass in that punch. <laughs> he did a little uh, like where we both went back and forth. And that was pretty cool. But I didn't like the way I looked in the video. So we didn't get posted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That was cool. Because he'd yeah. be like, uh, like uh, how would you do it? One, two, one, two. So, so I would say jab, jab. So, you know. She's here, he's here, one, one, two, 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 slip two, you know, whatever. And so they're basically hitting the same combos, but I'm just going back and forth, back and forth. You know? I use the gimbal and like flow with you. So right, just, there you just, just see your hand. Yeah, yeah that actually see. would be yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. man, it'd be fun. It'd be fun. So 930 9.30, cool. Yeah. Definitely come by. You, you know Derek, obviously, oh, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah he used so. to be a client over at uh, Cryo. Yeah, that's yeah. right. He'll, he'll be there, man. So you get to see him. I haven't seen him in a while, so... He's actually like, looking really good right now, man. He was looking good last time I saw him. I thought, yeah. was you cutting down 205? Yeah. He was probably 285 right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have a question. Now you're talking about how you have to have heart and you know, all that stuff. So for me, whenever... I can't work out at home. Like, I'm not one of those that can have a home gym. Yeah. I need to see just someone m- else. Motivation yeah. issue, yeah. I need to see, like, ooh, she looks better. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I need to up this. Or, you know what I'm saying? Or I'll look at, like, a... It, Anybody that I know, mm-hmm. like that's in the competitive world, and mm-hmm. I'll be like, okay, shit, what is she doing for that? You know. So, um, with the fighters, is that is that kind of something that you do, or are they somebody who's more isolated to where it's like focus on yourself or focusing on your skills? In in regards to preparing for a fight, for, yeah, or, I'm uh, sorry for preparing. So so preparing for a fight uh, when fight camp starts, that's when we have a a, a possible fight, you know, for the most part. Okay. But until they get a name and a face like okay hey man you'll probably fight in may mm-hmm. but until they get an opponent until they get a name not even the money and everything solidified until they can visualize his face or your Got face it. they have a very tough time getting motivated because fight camps suck they're Got so it. hard so until like i can picture chingo's face like 
all right, that's my guy. We're fighting. It's hard. Kind of the same thing where you, you need that mm-hmm. like that external like motivation. They need to know I'm fighting this dude on this day. And then it goes from there. But, I mean, training, they all train, you know, daily, you know, obviously. Yeah. But it's a different type of intensity, a different format when, you, when you're Got actually it. prepping for yeah. a fight. He's good at being able to do stuff at home. Like, I just can't get motivated. I ain't done that in a while. Yeah. yeah it's, I'll it's, catch him sometimes doing yoga. Just that's like, when I'm high. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh. Swinging the kettlebell. Yeah. Like, man, they gave me some shit called gelato in fucking Phoenix. <laughs> gelato. That was hilarious. Oh, I thought you literally meant gelato. I thought like, actually, yeah, gelato's great. Well, yeah. you know how the names are for weed. Tasty yeah. dessert. Man, I lit that bitch, and I'm like, okay, well, that's just the tip of the zigzag. That didn't, right. I got to hit it again. Let's get this thing started. Let's get it going. <laughs> you know, I didn't see much smoke come out. Next thing you know, I'm like, oh, shit, I hit it like six or seven times. Right? Better watch out for Denver. I actually got some gummies coming out. theories, and I was just like, what? <laughs> you got what kind of I've gummies? got some gummies coming out, some actually CBD gummies. Oh, know? dope. They're the full spectrum. They're, they're right underneath, obviously, the, the amount of, you know, THC or whatever. But I'll, they'll be ready on Sunday. They're actually in the shape of my mustache. Ah, so, cool. um you gotta start some branding, man. Fuck yeah! So I gotta think of. I'm thinking like Bob Stash, spelled like S T A C H E. How much? Uh, how much THC is in it? It's. I think it's zero point zero zero four under. Oh, okay. It, you know, so that so that's like to be completely yeah. yeah. But it's uh, the CBD. I've been a big believer in that for a while. In regards to um, relaxing, dude. If I don't like do that, I can't sleep. Mm. I cannot sleep. My body's beat up. I'm. I mean, I'm going to, I'm fixing to have my 11th surgery. Oh, wow. So I'm really like, I'm hurting. So man, it gives me this really good body high. You know, it's just this beautiful, relaxed feeling. Um, if I have a couple of beers or whatever, then I wake up feeling like shit, you know? And so mm-hmm. I just eat some gummies and. I just started using CBD oil as my anti-aging uh, serum, I guess, for my face. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool because Absolutely. I got what's called. Um, CBD facial? Melasma. I did get a CBD facial, mm. which was great, but I got melasma while I was pregnant, which is like dark spots. Mm. And so that little CBD, you know, oil has been helping like, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of like it's fading and fading and fading. So it's like you got to kind of stay on it, but That's it's cool. great. It makes my face feel like good mm-hmm. and new and mm-hmm. like, I mean, I have, all, you know, pretty good skin for the most part, but, you know, Yeah, you look I 28. You look 28 yeah, years thanks. old. <laughs> I like to say, that's, hey, that's ten years younger than you do, though. I'm not <laughs> what lying. I know, so you know, I'm down. Really, I'll be 38 this year. Wow, yeah. Wow. Looking, so walking around here looking 21, <laughs> right? Looking old enough to vote. I see you. <laughs> How old yeah. are you, Rob? Uh, 29. Okay, okay. I'm gonna be 30 in October. I'll be 45 next month. For real? Yeah. Damn, you, go, you don't look 45. 45. I'm right yeah. behind you, dog. I, yeah, I, you don't look. None of y'all look. And that, that's the thing, man. I think in our industries, the fighters keep me like. At least yeah. as young as yeah. I can possibly. I went like my 25th reunion, high school reunion a few years back. I'm like, damn, I got all y'all yeah. beat, man. Like, you know, there's just well, some you stay in here. shape, though, too. I, I try, so, man. You know? I try, you know, but it's, it's, it's hard, you know, and you just get older and. Man, alcohol's great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I really don't drink that much anymore. I know. You told when me I, that last when time. When I was but... a kid, boy, I, God, I love to drink. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, nothing, nothing good comes up of yeah. it. You know, at least now I just feel yeah. terrible, you know, after a big night, you know. Oh, yeah. For sure. Well, we're looking forward to have you as a judge at Chingo de Mayo. Oh, it's on. Uh, looking forward to the, the, the session tomorrow. Yes. And uh, Saturday Buddhist Temple at some point. Sunday. Oh, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday yeah. Sunday, my bad. Yeah, for sure, man. We'll do that for sure. You'll love it, man. It's actually on Antoine of all places. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's You would never expect it there. And it looks like, literally looks like you're, 
You're going into Thailand when you... When oh, you're, you're talking about where it's all the uh, bushes and... Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I never even... Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. It. I grew up in that area. Yeah. seen it all my life. That's it. No, wow. it's, it's beautiful. It, it's it's big old compound that goes back. It's nice. Wow. What is that? Spring mm. Branch? Spring Branch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Thank you, brother. Thank I you, know brother. You, you got champs to, to make and build. Thank you so much for coming. Appreciate it. All right, brother. man. You want to exit out? Oh, that is it. Oh, my bad. I didn't say the thank you guys that part. Yeah. Mike's back down or just good? No, you're good. You're good, you're good. I mean, sorry. To the listeners, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, my bad. You know, I slept in this morning. You know, my baby got melasma. I was high. It was gelato. Uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Spread the word. Uh, give us some feedback and comments, man. Let us know what you want to what you want to see and hear on the show. And we'll see you guys at Chingo de Mayo, May 5th, H-Town. Sass. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.